Hi guys, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Well, happy after Halloween, because that's when this will be posted. So listen, guys. You hear that? It's nothing but candy. Happy Halloween, guys. I'm bugged out. They don't want to hear that. They don't, and that's why I'm doing it, because that's how it started. Remember the first time? Yeah, they said that. A couple Halloweens ago, and then y'all told me. Tiki, stop eating so close to the microphone. Tiki's not eating so close to the mic. But you want to shake Halloween candy in their ear. Talking about something. That didn't even sound like a lot. Mine does. I bet you you I'll unwrap this crunch bar and eat it. Okay, guys. I don't know what to tell y'all. I need this rice puff. He's doing all that right now. For what? I'm needing Starburst. But, anyway... Mm, delightful. How was everybody's Halloween? Most people had to work. They did. They ain't had no Halloween. It was 2019. They take their kids out. adults. You know what I mean, man? We got kids. What's wrong with you? So anyway. Y'all got kids. Our Halloween, <laughs> our Halloween was good. We did not do what we said we was going to do, though, guys. I know y'all were like, we're we going to really do the, um, what we did last time as far as trying to hunt, um, get the, what is that? The ancestors. The, the ancestors. What, what you and saying? That's what you want to call it. That's what you. That wasn't what it was. That's what. It that was, was that what it man, was. and I don't know who he was. No, I'm saying, talking about doing it. Period. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. Did we do it? No, and I wasn't. I told. I you, told him let's do it in the backyard. He ain't want to. He ain't want to. No, not in that backyard. That dog was going crazy out there the other night, and wasn't a cat in sight, and he just barking at air. So I don't know what in the hell he saw. <clears throat> Didn't you think that would have been a thing that we needed to do this, no. this time? No, no. Any two times he barking already, and ain't nobody summoned <laughs> or attempted to summon, that means it's something already present, and it's just waiting to for uh, for some idiot to come along and and invite it into the into the real world. I'm good. Okay, well, you do let's, anything. Let's, let's jump start right into the you stories. You type person like the black flame candle if you're familiar with hocus pocus. <laughs> okay. Can we start? No, Hocus Pocus was a great movie. <laughs> I liked it. Was that Bette Twist Midler the Bones and him. then mm. the Okay. I only liked that part. Remember? And my baby from Sister Act. I could have took her left, the other girl. What's her name? Sarah uh Sarah Geller. Mm mm. I love Sarah Michelle. Mm. I'm talking about the other Sarah from Sex in the City. Oh, okay. I, I could have took her or left her. She is all right. I mean, she did give it to me. A dead man's toe running around like an idiot. Oh, my God. That's the like dumb stuff y'all used to do when y'all was young. A dead mm-hmm. man's toe. And a dead man's toe. Just, oh, I was so tired of It was movie. a dead man's toe. I was so toe. tired of Hocus Pocus when y'all was kids. Like, no. It was a dead man's you know, toe. That in Halloween Town. I should have definitely watched it to pay homage to the fact that I'm a millennial. <laughs> okay. You still got to watch it. We the best. You ain't said that wrong. <laughs> okay, let's jump right into it. Get me started. So, lollipop. leave it alone. Mm. So, thanks. You got your own candy. But it's just random stories tonight, huh? Yeah, it's just random. Talking about anything random. that makes you go bump in the scaries. <laughs> so, this one story is... Make it scary, because we don't want no crap. from... Wait. That's what they said. They, it's sent in from... from their name Wait's is... the Great. Oh, Wait's the Great? Yeah. Hello, Waits the Great. So, my aunt passed away. What's eating Waits the Great? My aunt passed away from various illnesses. She had been battling all her life. 
Various. She was in her 50s and both her parents outlived her. Mm. So one morning about 7 a.m., my grandma, aunt's mother, gets a phone call. The caller ID said it was my aunt calling. When she was alive, that was the normal time for her to call almost every day. See. My grandma answered and could only hear static, but she stayed on the line repeating her daughter's name until the call was disconnected to the other side. I've heard stories of that, and you know uh-huh. what's crazy? I'm not, I'm not getting off subject. That happened to me, but not really. I, I can't really say for sure, and I still, to this day, I never told nobody this. I was home, but my sister was like, I was older then, so I had to be like maybe 19. Or I could have been 18. I was there... And I was like, in my, it's, it always happens sometimes when I'm really depressed or really sad about my dad sometimes. Yeah. And I was in one of my moods and he was on my mind. And about, I want to say about four o'clock, five o'clock, my mom was still working at the time. I'm not, I'm not sure if she was still working at Leech. Mm-hmm. She had to been, or she, yeah, she was, I think she really just started being there more frequently now. So, I don't know why she didn't come home, because sometimes back then, when she was in, when she was feeling better and she wasn't as ill, she wouldn't come straight home from work. You don't remember mm-hmm. them days when she would, it would be like four or five o'clock, you'd be like, where yeah. you just been, you been got off. And she'd be and like, she I'm said, don't worry about minding my business, like that. So, it was like around five in the evening. And the phone rang, and I picked the phone up, and nobody said nothing. And I didn't hear no static or nothing. So I hung the phone up because I thought somebody was just playing calling, playing on the phone. Mm-hmm. So they called back, and that's when Star 6ix9ine was went really popping. And I had Star 6ix9ine, and the number was unavailable. So they answered again, and I'm thinking, how is it unavailable? Because you know Star 6ix9ine didn't play. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no blocking with Star 6ix9ine. And... They did it again. It was like three times. Now, the third time, I could hear, like, almost in a distance. But it was like they were, you could, you could, you know how you could hear somebody, but you can't make out everything they saying? I knew for sure it sounded like his voice, but. It's also that speculation there that it wasn't. Yeah, like, I'm just bugged out. I feel like that's how I do it. I don't like when that happens, because it makes me feel crazy. It made me feel like, am I, am I not? Am I, or is it... Because it's, it's, it's not enough to break the rules. Because mm-hmm. you didn't specifically just hear him start talking to you. Yeah. But, but I it was enough to put it there that head. you know in your heart and in your but head. But I noticed when I'm really down like that, that that can happen. Because that was one of the times, remember when I was in the backyard? When, we seen when you die, guys? don't don't call my phone. What if I did, like, say, Mom? Answer, you don't know mm-hmm. that could be the you dumb. Like you don't know how I'm gonna come back. You I'm don't not know. playing with you. I already told you what to do. Like, you don't know if I can do it like that. You gotta hurt everything. Well, if you can't do it like that, then it look like you didn't do it. So to the Potter's fields you go, and to DFS she's live. I'm not playing with you. This is on you. It's not on my head. I'm already depressed and broken. So <laughs> it's up to you to fix it. That's your unfinished business. So if you don't want to move on. Stop getting in their ear like that. That's all they hear you talking about me. I ain't chewed not once. Yes, you are. You the one back there making all them sounds. So uh, doing all that. Like, I can hear it. Look. You just did it. I'm allowed to. No, that's me going. Because you eating. 
candy, and that's in people's ears. Look, yeah, look, man, you you about to get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Now, I say happy Halloween. <laughs> People should be allowed to eat candy on Halloween. I know y'all not going to act hard up. Is that better? (laughs) Yeah, it looks a little better. So. I feel like I'm being prohibited. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Like, I don't like being controlled now. If it's one thing that I do not like in this world. Don't tell me what the <laughs> don't own me. So we just gonna eat candy in their ear? That's no, I'm not. I, I'm not eating. I want to eat this Starburst so bad. Anyway, right? I feel like I can't chew. An answer machine message. <laughs> mm, it's so good. Anyway, we're so. I'm sorry. I had a message left on a nineteen ish, nineteen ninety ish answering machine. Mm. 1990-ish. I ain't seen one of them bad boys since 1990-ish. That I I very, very strongly suspect was left by my deceased father. Aw. Well, what the hell was that? Look, why would you look at me like... Like, I'm keeping you from getting messages from your father, your, your deceased father. Because I don't like that. Like, every time I be hearing people... I told you, you can't handle it. Yes, I could, Walter. No, you're not. You can't. You want to know. It would never be enough. Like, certain people, it's enough for them to hear the voice just one time. Like, it would never be enough for you. Why? It just wouldn't be. You would it, You would always want more and more and more. I, like, if he came and he said, okay, T, you can only see me. I can only stay here for a good five minutes. Even That wouldn't be enough. I would take five minutes. So what's that? What's that? Chewing? Yo, my mouth dead closed. If they can hear that, you hanging on to every word. <laughs> you can hear it. Listen. Why you stop chewing? Chew. I'm not doing this with you. Read the next story. <laughs> Read the next story. Like, I don't even want no Halloween. <laughs> I didn't even get to chew my Starburst all the way good. And you know when you got eating this. That means you had to melt it down with your just saliva and and tongue gestures. <laughs> so that's a shame. Cause I want you to know see. what that cat is so fickle. He gonna get out before noon. Wow. So no, go ahead. He will come for his five minutes, and I would be cool with the five. Minutes. It would never be enough. And I would tell him, "Thank you, Daddy." Okay. I would. Get, no. Try to do that. Don't do that. I would be cool with that. Well, I don't, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be. I don't want it. For me? Yeah, I don't want it. How you don't want it for no, me? No, I don't care about for you. No. You want to walk around seeing a cadaver or a spook? Somebody you know died years and years and years and years and years ago, and you bold and feel that comfortable? Then you far better than me. You a sad person because that means if I die, you... You damn right. I told wow. you when we was watching Celebrity Ghost Story and that man's mom appeared to him in the silhouette of the shadow of his room. Don't do that to me. I'm not going to do that. That's scary. Because uh, I am I think that would be what happened because I'd be bold enough to sit up and tell you. Didn't I tell you <laughs> not to appear before I me I see like that. Like, I do, like, if I was a ghost... And I came back to you. I do see you being funny, and I'd get one more laugh, and I'd say it. That tickled me, Walter. 
No, no, because I would see if I came back and I said something like that, that would put you in a frenzy. Because I would disappear and then you. Yeah, that's that not would, funny. Yeah, because then you'd be gone. And but I then you still had, had to a... build my life back up little by little. I didn't heal. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Like I'm telling you right now, in a dream where I can handle it, where I have full control, I'm lucid. Okay, I try, but I'm coming back to see Premier until the You can do whatever you want with them other kids. They comfortable. That's your relationship with them. I'm telling you, don't do it to me. <laughs> All right. So whatever. So okay, here's the event. I'm leaving out a lot of details because it would make me easily identifiable to anyone who knew me during these events. Oh. This. I feel like now is you like a famous person that we were all know. No, he said the people that know. Okay. So in 2005, my 79-year-old dad was diagnosed with terminal illness. In my name. Oh, come on, God. Be quiet. He lived in a town I grew up in about 140 miles from where I live now, but not in the house I grew up in. My mom died in 1999. He remarried and moved to his new wife's house. Mm -hmm. As they get towards the end of life, they're really helpless. My stepmother, being three years older than my dad, absolutely could not care for him when he got to his to, to this stage. We knew that was coming, so I arranged to take a leave of absence in the fall of 2006 when he started having difficulty caring for himself. I moved back into the old house I grew up in, cleaned it up, aired it out, and moved my dad in and cared for him until he died in the house around the end of that year. Did, did he also do that for his, that, his stepmother? Probably not. That ain't his responsibility. No, but it it did. It seemed like he said, and I moved dad in, dad in, and cared for him until he died in the house. But said I moved back into the old house I grew up in, cleaned it, aired it out, and moved dad in. It didn't say nothing about. Well, maybe I'm going too fast, but I don't know. But I don't think she came. Why wasn't they married though? What that mean? I'm supposed to take care of her too. It means they're married. What that <laughs> to mean? me. I don't care if my husband is dying. It's for better or worse, sick or poor. Like, I'm not going to leave. Him. Okay, but I'm not going to leave his side. I'm that not means gonna... she couldn't take care of herself. But I'm not going to leave his side is what I'm saying. Well, then so they... he should have had made arrangements for both of them. I mean, come on now. They Put married. them both in a nurse home. Mm-mm. In the same nurse home. He could have got some. He don't want her to come to his house, apparently. I well, I don't know. We talking too fast. Maybe they did. Gathering myself together mentally and physically. I returned back to the office following the New Year's holiday. In February of that year, two months after he passed on, I finally made partner with the law firm after being there close to a decade. You go, boy. I know my dad would have been very proud, and I expressed to family and friends and folks at the office several times that I wish he'd been alive to see this. Having inherited the old home, place, and the land... Look at that. You hear that? Sound like none of you that. Hear that? No. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> he inherited his home. Place in the land that accompanied it. I ended up going up I ended up going up there every two weeks during the summers to cut the grass. Many months went by. Wait a minute. He's okay, many months went by, perhaps a year, and I'd well given up wondering if dad would contact me. Uh. Nothing at all happened in the house. I came in one Friday night, and as we, and as was not uncommon, there were messages on the old answer machine. Usually, they were just robocalls from a politician or recorded marketing pitches. Right. I went through them, erasing them as I went, until I got to a very peculiar one. <clears throat> it was very garbled sounding. You could tell it was a man's voice, but it sounded like the voice itself was static. 
trying to spell it out, phone to, wait a minute, trying to spell it out and breaking it up syllable by syllable. The voice is saying, wah uh you lay, you, uh, may he pa uh What the hell? That's how he said it. He said, wah wah uh you lay, you, uh, may he pa I don't know what that means, but well, I don't said, like that. There is another voice in the background saying two words, yeah, yeah. And then it said, yes, it sounded like one of those EVP readings. You know how it uh, sounds? yeah. He said, I will never try to make one of those. No. Oh, he said, I will never try to make one of those. If this was a spirit voice, my super intelligent wife and I believe it was saying, want to congratulate you on making partner. Oh. Let me see. Waha raha you late you uh may he pa. Oh, it could have been because look how look. That's a shame. You another one of them. Now what you mean? Look at it. I, look, I, I, I right don't... here. Waha. You could say that till the cows come on. Okay, but say it and then look at how he wrote it down there afterwards. Yeah, yeah okay. Waha ura. Ule, you are mahi paha. No. You don't know what that, that is. Like, if he said it sounded like. Yeah, but you know it don't sound okay. like that on the EVP. He that said it sounded like witchcraft. Shut up. Shut up. Shut, shut up. You just want it to be. So whatever. We are convinced that the voice is trying to say if it wasn't a spirit voice, it was a horrible, horrible connection. Not even a voice box for people. Something. It is that garbled sounding and it didn't have that joining sound either. It really didn't sound like what I associate with as a bad connection. And and that the message wasn't broken up as if the call was dropping out either. Oh no. That's scary. Next. Mom stayed around for a bit after death. You hear that right? Not you. <laughs> My Move mom passed away on Tuesday. On Wednesday I was home alone when phone rang. When I picked it up, I distinctly heard my mom's voice saying, Lolo. I said, Mom. Then they disconnected. She said, Lo is a nickname that my mom used for me. She was the only person who called me that. And it was very definitely her New York accent. Mm. There were other phenomenons that went on in the next two weeks following. Items related to my mom flew across the room twice. One of those, a bracelet happened in front of two people. Oh, I'm going to say that. Walter. Don't do that. And you're going to say, Mom, and the phone going to disconnect. Oh. The hell I am. <sighs> Bet I don't say Mom. You're going to say what? You're going to say, Mommy, what the hell are you doing calling? This don't sound like the number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I said in a dream. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not with that. Don't call my phone unless you say, unless when I answer, all I hear is 662. Oh, what you do? And you know I passed away, and it'll be hurry up because come on, the mom, and you just answer happening, and all of a sudden that's all I can say over and over, just numbers. The numbers. Yes. I'd be psyched. I know you would. Cause I'd be I like said six, I knew it. five. I knew six, she would do it. Thirty-two. But the fact that I'm talking to a, a dead person, you just write them down. That's scary, bro. No, in a dream, in a dream. And then say thank you, mom. No, in a dream, cause that's scary. No, it is not. Yes, it is, cause I know you did. Well, so you can call me on the phone. Call me on the phone. I'm going to talk to you for hours. Uh, exactly, because you... 
That's <laughs> the potential. Now I'm gonna tell you my. So I'm gonna talk to you for hours. No, only a nutcase. I know I'm not with because people would know. They'd be like, oh. Yep, and they'd lock you right clean up. And I say I was on it for nope. I'm gonna put you right on record. Don't say that. Don't tell nobody that. <clears throat> Don't tell nobody that because that's what they expect. What? For you to act fucking bananas. Well, I'm gonna give them what they want. Cause if I, you call me on that phone, I'm not letting you hang up. That's it. So, same messages in two different dreams. When my grandfather passed away, my mother and I just moved into our home. Within a week of his passing, I had a dream that the phone rings, and it's him on the other line. He says, hey, Heather, do you know... Wait a minute. says, hey, Heather, do you know who this is? I didn't know what to say because it sounded like him, but I knew in my dream that he passed away. He just laughs and says, I don't have much time. Can I speak to your mom? And I say, of course, and run into the room to get my mom the phone, but I dropped it and it got disconnected. Wow. If my daddy called your phone and said, hey, Walter, do you know who this is? And you say no, but you, he say, Walter, I don't have that much time. Let me speak to you. And you, you scared, but you dropped the phone because you desperately trying to First off, I'm not going to tell you he called. You better, you better not. You better not. You might well just call. I might well call a little loss. Yeah, why would I tell you? Oh, my shit like that and I wasn't able to put him on the phone. Oh, my God. What kind of asshole does that? (laughs) That's a jerk move. I would be so Yeah, your dad called, but I I dropped the phone and didn't give it to you, even though he'd been dead all these years. You've been yearning for a, a time to talk to him again. And and I and I accidentally I heard him, but I hung up. Oh, and you got to hear. No, yeah. what do I look like? I'm gonna just keep my mouth shut. He better call back if he can. If you can't, that's then what you don't no, know won't hurt you. If he don't call, if he did call back, and then you gave me the phone, I would think you was playing with me. Like I would say, you know what? That's so cruel. Well, first off, I wasn't even going. I wasn't even going. I wasn't even going to give you the phone regardless. If I picked up that phone and somebody was on the other line saying they was your dad, I'm gonna say don't call her with that shit. I'm telling you right now. And he said, no, this is serious. And even if it is, don't call her with this shit at all. I don't know what kind of demonic game this is that you're trying to play. But anybody that's moved on and is in a better place ain't doing this type of stuff. She can't have no dealings. You did. That's a good You better ever take you. I swear to God, that be better be saying you tell me on your deathbed. No, and then, even yeah. then, don't tell me because I'll choke the life out of you. I swear to God, I would unplug your machine. I'll plug it back, but I'll unplug it at first. No, he gonna tell I'll you. I say you, you gonna get him right now, Walter. You gonna be clinically He'll dead for one minute, him. and I'm gonna undo it, and then I'm gonna hurry and plug it back. I don't know what happened. It would just start beeping. <laughs> he'll tell you when you see him. Who me? Yeah, your dad will tell you. Oh, and that'd be dirty, and I can't. And I'm not coming back with no numbers. Don't do that. Then don't play. So anyway, that's really petty. Yup. So, moving on. He told her to stop scaring herself. So, my grandfather passed last February while I was about six months pregnant. About two months later, I was worried about my baby because he had stopped moving. I think that's every mom's nightmare. Because I used to always... Remember I used to always do that to y'all? Yeah. I don't feel nothing moving. Like, it been all, like you get nervous. So, I was worried about my baby because he had stopped moving. It was an incredibly stressful day. I fell asleep and I had a dream that my grandpa walked into my living room, gave me a big hug and said everything was fine and that I needed to stop scaring myself. Went to the doctor the next day and sure enough, baby was just fine, just running out of room to move. 
also a few days after I had my son, I had a dream that I was that he was standing by my back door and said he couldn't stay long. He has to get back, but wanted to say he loved me and was proud of my son. It's nice to have some validation for this. There's no way it was just a dream. Oh, so oh. you'd be cool with me? I did that? No. Maybe like 20 years after you've been dead. Like, I'm done with you. Like, like yeah, you like maybe. Me. Like, you do not love me. Now, if that's, if that's, that if, sounds like you don't love me. If that's what you got to, to do to love somebody, then I guess I just. Don't yeah, because it don't sound right. Like, you just heard how it was. It was, she said she thought, she said she was dreaming. She had a dream. That's what it takes for me to prove out that I love you. I'm not understanding you don't want me to come back at all. Not even in a damn dream. He came back in a dream at least. You just said you like you all for the money. That, exactly. I see what it is. I don't want to do the show. What? Yeah, I feel like I'm about to knock your head off and I don't want the show to hear it. Don't give me anything because I just don't believe you. Tomorrow I'm not buying you nothing. Look, I don't want that <laughs> in my life. That's a spook. I would not be a spook. I'm your mother. You're You're dead. You died okay. some time ago. What the hell? What kind of game you got going? But that you did. The woman had a dream. So my mom died. The woman had a dream. What's wrong with you? You just said, don't come back to you. Now you said, not even in a dream. Oh, yeah, in a dream. No, don't say nothing to me. Don't but say you nothing. wasn't saying it like in a yes, dream. Yes, I was. I said, oh, you would like me to come back like that? And you said, no, no. You wasn't saying it like in a dream. Man... Mm-hmm. I don't care what you back over here keep on trying to dance and say, but Whatever. you wasn't saying it like that. I'm no idiot. I know what you had planned. Okay. My voice was scared and she said, somebody. please help me. I lost my sister this February to suicide. Mm. I put that in quotation marks because I still do not believe it was a suicide. Mm. For the fact she left no explanation for anybody and more so didn't tell me anything before it. Being a year apart in age, we were extremely close. Now to the event this morning that has me extremely rattled and upset. I was asleep in my bed with my girlfriend when I was wakened by my phone ringing. It woke her up too. This is how I know it wasn't me dreaming. It was 3.37 a.m. I know this because when it rang, I looked at the screen to see what number was calling me and saw the time. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Why does it do that? I don't know. It was a private number, unknown number. Usually, I will not answer private number calls, me either. But being half asleep and guessing it was probably a drunk friend ringing to be picked up from somewhere, I answered. I said hello. Oh, and you all must I... be a good friend. Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm. I could hear was this muffled kind of static sounds. No one replied, so again I said, hello, no response. So I thought it was probably just a prank call. And was about to hang up when I heard my name. It was clear as day and sounded 100% like my sister. I kind of froze and started to panic, said her name a few times, pretty much pleading it to be her. Then all I heard was, I'm sorry, I love you. Please help me. The last bit is what has made me really upset and uneasy. I asked where she was, then I heard a really, really loud screeching sound. Then it went back to the dial tone. When it hung up, I turned to my girlfriend. She said my face was pale white. She asked why I was saying my sister's name and what was wrong. And it's then that I had a complete meltdown and cried harder than I ever had. I didn't go back to sleep. I just sat up with my phone in my hand waiting. Today, even I took the day off 
work and I have just been sitting here with my phone. Oh. Oh. Because the fact yeah. that she didn't just say, I'm sorry, I love you, and let it go. She said, help me. What? Like, now like, it's like you, you frantic. Like, because now it's like, damn, is she in purgatory? Is she in hell? Like, what can I do? Where what can is... I pray about? What can Who can I get to help me to get her peace? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He should probably just go to her grave and just read scriptures and just like, I don't know. Because, like, what do you do today? If somebody say, I don't know, help me. The, the... The, that that's the option you gave is like what's getting me. What would you do? What would you if I came back like that and I said, Walter, I'm sorry, help me. How what would you be thinking? Like how could you help me? Yeah. I'll what is it that you. you could do? Like damn, that makes you fucking. I don't know what I could do. That's frantic. Now that's frantic because all day if you would have came back to me like that, I'm thinking, oh my god, what can I do? Who gonna even believe me when I tell this story? First of all, I go to a church or trying to get some help, and they standing there looking at looking me crazy. Looking at me like you done lost your damn Yeah, like, and it's not like that. Cause you know people be like, oh, that's Tiki. You know how close they was. She just going through right now. Not taking it serious. And then yeah, I'm losing my mind in the process because I can't figure out what to do. I can hear them now doing that. I'm going to my mama. She'll know what to do. Trust. Say. Y'all, say she the putting. Say she, she wouldn't. Would. Yeah, I'm going to get you some help. I'm, a, I'm Help is on the way. You hear me? But then again, she probably tell you it ain't nothing you can do. She probably will keep it real. Till he even left. He then went on. You know what he His made. soul is now bound. Wherever it's... I'll he be so... made that choice. Mm-mm-mm. But she said she don't even believe that. So... She said that? Yeah, you heard her say she don't believe that Um, she killed herself. Or so, he said he don't believe it. So, but, so, oh, maybe she said help her solve her, yeah. the real thing that happened to her. Now mm-hmm. I would be on some research. I'm going back. Cause <clears throat> what happened? What happened? Now I need to know piece by piece because now something's I'm about to be up. my own private investigator. Because yep, something's up. That's probably what she means too. So a call from Emily. It keep being all these calls. Six years ago. Don't call this me is the like ones that. from messages from beyond. Six years or so ago, a customer came in with the Samsung A707, an old red flip phone. She looked shaken up. I worked at AT&T at the time and was used to people being pissed off or upset. The first thing this gal told me was that I was going to think she was crazy. I worked at an inner city cell phone store where the strange and the eye often frequented. This woman didn't strike me as unstable. In fact, she reminded me of my aunt. She told me that she worked in a funeral home, that this phone was her personal phone, and that she didn't use it all that often. She told me several days before that point she had received a call from a gentleman needing to use the funeral home services. After the call, she went about the day, business as usual. When she was leaving, she received a phone call on her cell. The name on the screen said, Emily. See. This didn't seem strange to me. The lady continued telling me how she only had a few names saved in her address book. She didn't recall an Emily being saved in it. For those who don't know, in order for a name to pop up on an incoming call, the name would have to be saved in the address book. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. This is when the woman really started looking disconcerted. She tossed the phone on the counter which shook me out of my my lulled state. She started getting a little loud and said that any person that calls her now, the phone number caller ID says Emily. Yeah. 
She said, even numbers that weren't saved. I confirmed this by calling from my own cell phone and then from our store phone. Uh. Emily came up for both. I also checked the address book to make sure my coworkers weren't messing with me. Nope, just three numbers, none labeled Emily. I checked the additional information to see if the name Emily was any of them. Nothing. I was a little perplexed, but I didn't then and still don't know about software, just that bugs could happen. Never on a basic phone like that. But that was the only thing I could think of. I told the lady of my thought process. She said something along the lines of, yes, that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Who's that? How'd that make sense? Where, it didn't make sense to me. Where Winter? Over there. What's that? What is all the noise around? Winter is right there. You didn't hear all these noises been going on? I've been staring around this room talking about, what's that? What's that? What's that? And Winter right there. All that running we've been hearing. That was Winter? No! You see Winter sleep? Yo, when we go back on this, I know you can hear it in this tape. I don't feel like all of this nonsense. See, this is what I be talking about. I'm not paying... Yo, it's coming from every direction. You wasn't hearing it? I'm not paying no attention. Because the whole time you thought it was winter running around. And I'm still going to think it's that. Even if I even if I see winter land. I don't like this. Look. You didn't hear that? Mm-hmm. Listen. Go ahead. I'm a girl. But anyway, listeners, there's some creepiness going on. But I ain't going to let it get to me. If y'all can hear it, it's still going on. You don't hear that? I'm not. So anyway. Because that got me right around like that. Okay. Her. Okay, wait a minute. Because I told the lady in my thought process, she said something along the lines of, yes, that makes sense. Why the name Emily? That was the name of the recently deceased. The man that called, the one I told you about, was calling for a person named Emily. Her saying this sent a tingle up my spine. It didn't and doesn't make any sense. Trying to think of something logical, I made sure to ask whether the incoming call was on her cell. She said the cell was for the funeral home and was made for the, to the office phone there. I had a warranty phone sent to her and never heard anything more. Mm. <clears throat> so, I don't, I don't know. See, that's why. I, I don't know. Cause that's I don't just, know what to make of that. I don't either because... Who the hell is Emily? You calling myself... It would be one thing if, I, if like, Emily was somebody that some, one of them knew. It was the uh, under the person who, I guess, was wanting their deceased loved one buried from the funeral home. Uh-uh. It was one of them. Yeah, it was one of them. It was that Emily. So, Tanya sent a text from the great beyond. So, when I was 16... My parents sent me away to a private boarding school for troubled teens. It was a life-changing experience for me, mostly because I was able to grow emotionally during my three years at the school. It was really what I needed to help better my life. They have, uh, oh, 
a lot of that to the amazing staff at the school. They were all so dedicated and caring. Two of them in particular really impacted my life. Tanya and Tim were married. Mm. They were incredible people, kind and amazingly compassionate. They had both struggled in their past with some of the same issues as me. And it helped me <coughs> put things into perspective in my life and see where I wanted to go. I was very connected to the two of them. I graduated in 2009, and the next fall when I was off at college, I got a phone call from one of the current students at the boarding school. Oh, she must go to Hershey. That's what's for trouble, youth? Yeah. It is. They're part of it. You at risk. She told me that Tanya was sick. She had been in remission. Yeah, because she said they were married. Yeah. And that's when the married couples be at Hershey, yeah. Mil- in Milton Hershey. Maybe. She had been in remission for cancer during the end of my time at the school, but I thought she had gotten better. I thought she was going to make it, but she wasn't. The cancer had returned, and she had lost her will to fight. She was in her final days. That was why they wanted to get in touch with the former students. They wanted us to say our goodbyes. I called Tanya's phone right away, no answer, so I left a message, awkwardly trying to tell her I wanted to say hello, but not trying to discuss the fact that she was dying. I hung up and I got a text a few minutes later. It was a two-part text before I had an iPhone and often texts that were too long would be sent in two parts. Remember that? Yeah. When it, it do that still. It still do that sometimes. If you got a cheap phone. Hi, Grace. It's Tim. Tanya is resting right now. She's not feeling well these days. But send her an email because I've read them to her every day and she would love to hear from you. Part two. She actually just woke up. I told her you called, and she was so excited. She sends you her love, and she hopes you're doing well. Tanya never got to read my email because she passed away that next night. Mm. I spoke to Tim a few days later, and he was a mess. I saw him a few weeks later when he came to visit me at my college. He was visiting all the people that were close to Tanya, making his way around the country. He told me that before Tanya passed away, she had said that she was going to become an angel and put play tricks on all her friends. Oh, no. That was her unfinished business, huh? Tim laughed Why as... Why she put that in the atmosphere? Tim laughed as he told me he admitted that he had experienced a few things that made him feel she was still close by. It helped him cope with everything at the time. Mm. About a year later, it was Thanksgiving morning of 2010, and I was sleeping at my parents' house. I was awoken by the sound of a text. I rolled over, and I looked at my phone, and suddenly my heart skipped a beat, and I shot up in bed. There were there it was right in front of me, part two of the text I had gotten almost a year before. She actually just woke up. I told her you called and she was so excited. <clears throat> she sends you her love and she hopes you're doing well. But the only difference was that I didn't recognize the number. It was a local area code, but I knew it wasn't Tanya's number because I still had her saved in my phone. I called Tim a little while later. I asked him if he knew who the number belonged to. After I read him the number, he was understandably confused. You see, it belonged to a man named Joe. Joe was how Tim and Tanya originally met. He is a mentally and physically handicapped man that both Tim and Tanya spent time as a caretaker for. Joe is confined to a wheelchair, has a low IQ, and needs help to complete most of his daily tasks. And the number was his. But that didn't make much sense. Joe cannot send texts or receive texts with his phone. Mm. He has a phone that remains clipped to the side of his belt, and he has three numbers saved in speed dial. 
which are his caretakers, and 911. Tim had to, to teach Joe how to press the right buttons to call the number in case of an emergency. There was no way that Joe could have texted me, let alone the exact text that I had gotten a year before. The phone doesn't send texts, and Joe cannot read or write. Since Tim was still a caretaker for Joe at the time, he checked on it for me. And later that day, told me that there was nothing in the phone to indicate that someone had text from it. Tim and I never figured out how I got that text from Joe's number. I still don't have a logical explanation for the text I received that day. Mm -hmm. I was always okay with that, though, because to me, it felt as if that text was Tanya's way of saying goodbye. It was, so how could you not have a logical explanation? Yeah. Like, I would have already automatically, already automatically assumed that it was her. Yeah, that, why would it come from his phone? Exactly. I would have said, Tanya, stop playing, because you already said yeah, you I'm, was going to be playing. I'm not with the jokes. You know? I'm scared. I, I'm, I'm scared quick. You ain't got to do much to frighten me. Exactly. And the game's over. <laughs> you win. I know that it was pretty scary. The voicemail showed up, but there was no missed call. Okay. Here is a story that I have not shared before because honestly it creeps me out. I don't like thinking about it. I don't like the things it implies about the nature of the universe we inhabit. Mm. And it fills me with with dread. It also happens to involve a friend's suicide. So it's not the easiest thing in the world to talk about, even without the paranormal stuff. About seven years ago, my friend Dave blew his brains out with a shotgun. Oh, sweet baby. And he was so direct and bold okay. with it. Okay. So about seven years ago, my friend Dave blew his brains out with a shotgun. Tragic, though, it was. It wasn't much of a shock for those of us who knew him. The dude had always had some serious issues with depression. Oh. I have issues with depression. Okay. I don't want to blow my brain. I mean, well, I don't, I wouldn't. I would pray you wouldn't. And he had threatened to end his life before many times. Add to this the fact that he had recently separated from his wife and had moved back in with his brother and was using meth again. And oh. yeah, the writing was pretty much on the wall. What is, I, I got to get, I, I, I know I'm an alien. This is a strange Yo, why did it sound familiar, though? Like, I think I, like... I don't know if I'm cool with this person. Not this person, but the, um... The guy? The guy. Because I think I was cool with... I, 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 can't, I can't remember if his name is Dave or something, but it has been some years ago, and he was cool with me on Facebook, and... He had killed himself. He was he was he was Caucasian. He had killed himself. He lived with his wife. He, him and his wife was in the midst of getting a divorce at the time, and he didn't want to get get on. It was crying right on your hair, and he um didn't want to get a um he he couldn't see his kids like that because he was mental. Yeah. He said he had lost it, and he was drinking. And he was depressed. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm perplexed, but anyway, about three weeks after his death, his widow, Jessica, who happens to be my best friend, came to see me. She was clearly upset. She shoves her cell phone in my hand and tells me that I need to hear this voicemail. She doesn't tell me anything else about it, so I listen to it. It was static, but underneath the static, there was a voice. 
It sounded like it was coming from far away and across a very bad connection. It was Dave's voice. I would have recognized his gruff baritone anywhere. And he was shouting my friend's name over and over <coughs> again. Jessica, hey Jessica, hey Jessica. Hearing his voice, knowing that he was almost a month in the ground, and in fact that he sounds so desperate and afraid, made my blood run cold. I handed the phone back to Jessica and just kind of stared at her stupidly for a moment. That was Dave, I finally said when I could speak. I know, she said. The voicemail had apparently just shown up in her voicemail inbox with no record of a missed call and no phone number attached to it. We both listened to it again three or four more times, just to be sure. But when Jessica went to show someone else a few days later, she was surprised to discover that it had spontaneously deleted itself and it was just gone. About a week or so after that, my ex-husband Ivan stopped by stopped by to drop off our son for a shared custody arrangement. He had been Dave's best friend since childhood, so even though things were kind of tense between the two of us, I wanted to let him know how sorry I was and that he shouldn't blame himself for not being there. We talked about Dave for a few minutes and I mentioned the strange voicemail that Jessica had gotten. Far from being shocked like I thought he would, he simply nodded knowingly. I got one too, he said. Same thing, <clears throat> static, but his voice underneath that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Only he was screaming my name instead of Jessica's. Mm. And my phone actually showed that the voicemail showed that the voicemail and a few other missed calls came from Dave's cell phone. I never heard the phone ring, though, and this was all weeks after he died. I was pretty disturbed by this, so I began casting about for explanations. Was it possible that Dave's phone was still functioning? <clears throat> Maybe his brother was carrying around on his back, his, his back pocket and butt dialing it. Maybe the family hadn't turned it off yet. That would have been me. Trying that's to find me. A trying to find every <laughs> Ivan rejected each proposed explanation, and that's you. Since he had already investigated. Apparently, Dave's family had terminated his phone service within a couple of days after his death. It should have been impossible for that phone to make any calls. Mm. And while butt dialing might explain how a dead person's phone could make calls How's his voice? after the owner's death, it doesn't explain those voicemails. I asked Ivan if I could listen to the voicemail on his phone, but he shook his head. It's gone, he said. It just disappeared after a few days. So did the, the record of the missed calls from Dave's number. I went to show them to somebody and they suddenly weren't there. And you know what I would have done from the jump? I would have mm. had let some, I would have recorded it from like already push and record. Yeah, from a, from a, different, a different phone. phone. Yeah, because I'm going to need somebody to hear this. So. It's been many years, but thinking about that voicemail still makes me break out in goosebumps. It was frightening to me for many reasons. For one thing, I don't like thinking that my friend Dave, who was so tormented in life, would continue to be so in death. I don't like how he sounded in that voicemail. He sounded terrified. I struggle with depression myself, and there have been times in the years since when I have found myself staring over a literal or proverbial. Proverbial. Yeah, proverbial ledge, contemplating ending it all. But always the memory of that voicemail and of Dave's voice will come to me, and I talk myself down. Because wherever Dave was calling from, I don't want to end up there. Okay, amen. And 17 hallelujahs. Where was he calling from? You know where he was calling from. Come on now, you would you you Purgatory? Know, you know how you was You raised. said when people commit suicide, they don't, they don't go to I hell. I told you when you commit suicide... Outside of it being regular suicide. 
How's it regular suicide if it's like, all suicide? Like Samson's suicide. Samson killed himself. But it was like a martyr type death. He didn't. So if you could, okay, so that's like uh, you see a child about to be hit and you jump in front of that car. You and killed child. yourself. You killed yourself. But it was an act of of kindness. So that's like you coming in there. You see somebody. It was a sacrifice. Uh, uh, attacking somebody. You jump in the fight and they stab you and kill you, and you die. You yeah. killed yourself by jumping in because that was um free will, right? Yeah. But it's a martyr type suicide. Mm. Then you can get in on those ones. But the other type you don't get in. So, so signs that he is still around. My best friend took his life. Why everybody taking? My best friend took his life in 2013. I started getting signs from him all the time. His favorite songs on the radio, obscure songs that wouldn't be played normally. Excuse me. Things in the house, etc. He used to put. Pennies on heads in the corners of his room as a silly good luck thing. I started finding pennies on heads in the corners of my room. Didn't I tell you that? Yeah, I don't want no pennies, and I told you. I that. think that, and I'm. Let me pause right here for the for the family to hear. Um, <clears throat> my dad used to do that. I will say that, and 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 it was always special to me. Well, it won't be special to me. I don't want no damn pennies. Unless and I said, why you can't something. be quarters? Like, yeah, yeah, everybody used to say Because, like, we would clean up. We would be cleaning change. the house, and I'd be cleaning my room. And then, like, I know places that we had cleaned. Because you'd been in there plenty of times when it, when it first started happening, remember? And I'd be like, why don't you start finding pennies all through that? Like, and I mean, it wasn't none of these. It wasn't my, I can't say it was my kids even trying to play a joke. It was just literal pennies would just be out of nowhere. You'd come in the room. You'd be some, you could be sitting on the floor Watch the TV or sitting on the bed or anything, and you know what it was looking like when you laugh out. You come back in this penny sitting right directly or on the bed where you was just at. Nobody with no damn pennies. I'm sorry. Whatever. So I started finding pennies on the heads in the corners of my room, and that's how they would be. Remember? Yeah. I had really a hard time with his passing, and went to a therapist who referred me to a medium. He what? said my friend had come through to speak to me. I knew it was my friend coming through because the medium told me things about him that no one could know or research, including very private things about how he was found, etc. He told me that he loved me and would be around for me and help me with my struggles. The medium told me that he played songs on the radio for me, which I noticed before I even went into no, went to the medium. The medium even said that my friend knows I have noticed the things he does for me. I fully believe that he is around. I can feel him. Then how is he around being cool? See, I don't, I don't, that's what I'll be saying. That's why I don't, I don't believe it be them. You try to take advantage of me. So the voice whisper helped me. I was trying to get a hold of my mother. I called her cell and it picked up after the first ring. At first it just sounds like static. I kept saying hello, expecting a reply, but there was nothing. After a few hellos, I realized it sounded like someone whispering. I said hello again, waiting for a reply, thinking it was the radio in her car. Still no reply. The whispering got louder. It sounded like whisper. It sounded like a woman whispering, help me, repeatedly. This freaked me out. I thought maybe they got in an accident and my mom was pinned or badly hurt and couldn't mm. speak. So I am freaking out. I hung up and kept calling back. A few calls later, my mom answered. She swore she never picked up because she had no service until that point. I am still a little spooked. Wow. 
What the hell was that? Wow. I don't know. Don't like call you... my jack. And I don't know you. So it was unknown call from the beyond the grave. My family has always been big into the paranormal and they all have their own personal experiences with ghosts and things they couldn't explain. I was believed in the ghosts even though I had never had a personal encounter with them. That was until one faithful night when I was awoken by my cell phone. The story I am about to share with you happened about seven or eight years ago when I was a sophomore in high school. My parents had recently gone through a divorce and I was living with my dad at the time and my mom worked the night shift at a casino as a drink girl just to make ends meet. It was the middle of the night on a school night when I woke to my cell phone going off. I looked at the caller ID to see who would be calling me that late and it said caller unknown. I picked up the phone anyway and what I heard on the other end haunts me to this day. Hello, I said. I heard what sounded like wind on the other end, as if someone, someone was running. I said hello a few more times before I heard a woman screaming my name, pleading for me to help her. Girl, what the... She kept giving off a blood-curdling scream, followed by, Ben, Ben, help me, Ben, mm. help me, help me. The wind coming through the receiver was so loud it almost drowned out the woman. My first thought was that my mom was getting attacked after getting off her shift. I screamed back hysterical, Mom, Mom, and she replied with the same panic and desperate cry for help. This continued for what felt like three minutes, and then the call ended. I ran upstairs in tears to wake up my dad and tell him what, what just had happened and that I think Mom is in danger. I don't know he calmed me down, but he did it meant... I don't know how he calmed me down, but he did and managed to convince me to go back to bed. Oh, that, you got me fucked up. You don't know your mom. And that he would try and get a hold of my mom. No, you going to do it while I'm awake. Right. No, I need to know what's going on. Because now I feel like you had something to do with it, and this is because you ain't want to pay alimony, and you trying to, you snapped my mom. I'm not going nowhere, dog. You giving her one of them, um. So I know what's up. Yeah, you giving her one of them movies where you kill her. Yeah, and if you can't produce my mom. Y'all set this up. This is set up. And she was calling me to ask for help. You set my mom up. I ain't stupid. I would have been all in there accusing him. Or telling him right now, and then you better go ahead and figure it out while I'm saying, I'm not going to be it. You, you can stop that madness. You can, spit it. you can just cut it hey. right now. Okay. This is the wrong idea, pal. And so the next morning, I woke up hoping that I was just having a terrible nightmare. And I just... And my phone... What? And I just... My phone calls... Guess you must think I'm an idiot. And I, I don't know how he's trying. You think I don't see what you my got going on? My phone call log and the caller I, caller unknown was still logged. I checked to see to see how how long I was on the phone for, and it said eight minutes, which was weird because it didn't feel nearly that long. At school that <coughs> day, I asked all my friends if they prank called me last night, and none of them owned up to it, and I believed them because who would prank call someone at three a.m. on a school night? Okay. Thankful. And then in that manner. Thankful I found out that my mom was perfectly fine and was not being attacked the night before. But what my dad told me the next night as I was getting ready for bed is what really sent chills down my spine. Turns out that my great-grandma had passed away that same time about an hour before I got the phone call. First of all, why would you be doing that then? 
Grandma, help me. What you want to go where you going either? Okay, what See, you got to be them old people be you trying to get in the heaven. It'd be too late. Yep, you was not It'd a nice person. too late. Why did you have to be yelling, help me, help me, if you peace? Huh? Okay, you ain't at peace. That's not peaceful. That help mean, me, that help me. you wasn't nice, brother. Mm-mm. Help me, help me. Seems like that's what everybody want to scream when when their pads come calling. <laughs> you would say that. Help me. That's what you want to say when your pads. Don't call me, mommy. Talking about help me. Cause you know I can't. Well, you 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 are something else. Let me tell you something. No, if you, you in a place really where you got to scream help me, you know the word, and you know I can't. <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't call. What the hell you calling my cell phone for? Asking me to help me. You know I can. So now you put me in an awkward position to let me know that you ain't at peace. Now I got to go on with the rest of my life knowing that I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, both of us going to suffer. So, in 2004, my grandmother passed away. We knew her time was short and we're on our way to visit her that day. We spoke to her on the phone telling her we were on our way, but the trip would take three hours. We... With an hour left to see her, she fell asleep and then passed away peacefully. Mm. My mind and emotions went to war with my heart. I wasn't at peace. No, this could not have happened. How did this happen? How could she do this to us? What? How could she do this to me? I just called her four hours earlier telling her we were on our way. Please, this is a joke. Maybe she is just still just sleeping. No, she is on a slab. Now she is dead. Why, why? I went into a depression. I went into a mourning one. And she's not saying mourning. She's saying mourning like she's mourning. Yeah. She. I went into a depression. I went into mourning. One month passed and I couldn't stop crying. I kept crying and I couldn't stop. After four months, I gave up and acknowledged my grandmother was dead. Oh. She is starting to echo. She had to acknowledge it. How do you... I ain't look. She had to acknowledge that her grandfather, her grandmother was dead. That's a shame. I couldn't have done it. I'm a sad person. You are, don't seem like a sad person. Even like you don't care. Why? Just leave me alone. Why would you say that I don't care? Because I don't think you love me. This would be the dumbest thing. Because I don't want to see your ghost? Whatever. I accept that I didn't get to tell her what I felt and did not go to tell her, get to tell her. I loved her and just couldn't let go so I prayed for release I got on my knees God I asked you to it's being bumbled up why you just what am I supposed to do I don't know it's pissing me off you see what's going on read the story it's I'm I got on my knees. God, I ask you to relay this message to my grandmother. I am sorry. I am sorry I never got to say goodbye. I am sorry I did not get to tell you how much I loved you and how much you mean to me. I will see you soon when I am old and fall asleep to death. But right now, I need you to know I miss you and you are my greatest treasure. Thanks, God. Amen. I went to sleep. I woke to a, I, I awoke to a sound. The sun was bright in my room and as rays of the morning illuminated my bed. It was unmistakable. I began to cry one last time. Carnassus, wake up. 
I guess that's the name, over the edge of my bed and see my grandmother. She was just as I remember her, but was not 84 years old, but more like 30. Her once white hair was beautiful, dark blonde, and her touch didn't change as she sat stroking my face. She bends down and gives me a kiss on the cheek and smiles. I sat up with tears of joy streaming down my face. We're back. Hey, now I don't understand what happened to the last story. Just the weirdest thing happened. So we are now switching over. I don't like how that interrupted my story like that. So, but this one is insisted Karen be treated like a real person. So I was an imaginative kid and had several imaginary friends but my first one was different than the rest when i was two or three i had an imaginary friend named karen my whole family knew about her and i would insist she be treated like a real person unlike my later fantasy folks my mom would hear me carrying on whole conversations with her alone and was always a little curious where i had come up with the whole thing it seemed more complex than toddler pretend like i genuinely thought she was a person of that and that people were being inconsiderate of her by not acknowledging her. Sometimes to humor me, my parents would out of the blue be like, well, hello, Karen. And I'd glare replying, she's not here right now. We ended up moving, and once we did, Karen wasn't mentioned anymore. Since I was young, I don't remember too much. Just a warm feeling like an old friend. My mom asked me about it when I got older, and I told her I could confidently remember making up my, my other later imaginary friends, Howard, the duck, and his girlfriend, Chuck. <clears throat> But not Karen. She told me she was always wondered if I was seeing something she wasn't. But no harm ever came of it, so she didn't worry. Well, I'm in my 30s now and was reading an article about a case that changed how soon you could report a missing person. As I read and realized it was sort of near where I used to live and the girl was named Karen. I didn't think much of it. It was a city crime. It was a city. Crime happens. As I read further, I learned that Karen's murderer had buried her body in the town I had lived. At that point, not expecting much, but rather curious, I text my mom for the address of our old house. And it turns out Karen was murdered, then buried, about a mile and a half from our old home. Now, I'm not saying that I'm 100% sure that this is Karen, that this Karen was my Karen, and the whole thing had happened a little over a decade before my parents had even bought the house. My mom had never heard of the case, and it was still would have long been out of the headlines. I still haven't found a picture of the girl, and sometimes I wonder if I'd recognize her, even though she died before I was even born. Regardless, the whole thing was a sad story, and that lady, that young lady didn't deserve such an awful end. If she was my Karen, it's even sadder her spirit lingered and only had a toddler for a friend. All right. I don't know, because I believe a lot of kids' imaginary friends, the ones that be seeming real, they be real. You just can't I see play, I had, um... If, like, if, if your child um, ain't coming to you saying some off-the-wall shit like, oh, that's Davy, or or that's that's Peanut Butter Brown. <laughs> like, if they come at you with a full-on... You want to say Peanut Butter Brown? Like, you know, that's my... That's, uh, that's my imaginary friend. Um, That's my imaginary friend, Ducky. And it's a duck. Mm-hmm. Then you know it's bullshit. But your child look at you, that's my imaginary friend, Henry. What does Henry look like? Oh, he's tall. 
Until like they tell you word for word with Henry look like he ain't got no no abnormalities like he don't got one uh, big eye. Freckles, he wear glasses. Yeah, he, he look like a regular there. person. Mm-hmm. Henry really there. Yeah, I believe that. Y'all really seeing Henry. But I'll stop my child from that. Why? You tell Henry he got to go. You already stopped it. Stopped it in progress. No, I, what you seeing there is a ghost. That's a dead man. Okay. Henry died years ago. No, I'm going to tell my child like that. Henry wow. died years and years and years ago. You don't want to see Henry. Because once you see Henry, then you got to see Henry's opposite. Dark Henry. Now <laughs> You don't want to see dark Henry, do you? Wow. So if I were you, I would tell nice Henry to go before his brother, dark Henry, gets here. And then his sister, bad Kaylee. <laughs> and his aunt, Nasty mama. <laughs> All of them will just start coming and then your life will just be upside down. You don't want your life to be upside down. You'll never get a job and have no friends. Why you You're sitting your child in... that? You got to be real with kids. So Sarah may not have been Because when I was a child, I was 40. After all. I knew what it looked like. Not imaginary per se. I used to break into houses as a little kid. Oh, that's my fault. I lived in a really run down part of town with a huge amount of foreclosed and empty houses. So I would pry off the window screens, and if the windows were unlocked, I would crawl inside. I them. used to think about doing that shit, but I was never bold enough. I used to That's think it was going to be homeless to, in there. Remember I told you when I was young, I used to do, I like, I think I used to put myself in harm's way. See, that's because you did, I don't think you, you, you had the potential. You was looking for somebody that was going to take you to where you wanted to be. Show you the world, behold its wonders. Well, I'm not looking for that. <laughs> I always felt like it was people in there. It was, even if it wasn't a person in there per se, it was a dead person I in there. Somebody was in there. Houses. I've never been about. bold enough to do it. So I was maybe like five or six. Well, what? I had groups of At friends five or who were saying, that? "Okay, no. where's your mom?" Exactly. Why where's you your dad? Because I wish I would look out the window and see my child prying off the board window and going inside that abandoned house. I'm gonna sneak around the back. <laughs> Scared of daylight. Okay. Now. I bet you they'll go back. And when never and when I grab you, you still ain't gonna know it's me until the belt is whooping your ass. <laughs> don't you ever in your life pry off a board and go because you don't know who could have been in there. Yeah. It could have been a full on shanty town inside that place. And right there. And baby. full of uh, uh, full of bums. Who you don't know, who don't you don't know nobody's story. It'd be it'd be it'd be people that just coming through town. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know you did and they didn't moved on yeah. to the next town. That's how I, I believe many of um baby done been kidnapped and because of somebody that people just be, been uh, passing through. And they be fucking opportunistic and you just gave them the opportunity. Yep. That's Ooh, why you supposed to right on in the house. You're right supposed to you tell your kids stuff. There are sickles in this world. Fuck all that keeping your child innocent shit. No. Yeah, that is true. You, the, 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 the more innocent. I don't believe that's that. That's why I don't tell people Innocence crazy is stupidity. stuff like that. Like when Premiere was like, um, what's the crazy stuff she had said one day? She was like, um, I'll do this. And I said, no, honey. <laughs> when you get kidnapped, there's a chance they could kill you. Yeah, they will do things you. to you. Innocence uh, is stupidity. Like, you walking around innocent. that You, you just you might as well be dumb. The crazy part is, I can... How can you teach your kids to not talk to strangers, but then you want them to be polite? You know, you don't want people to, like, for you to just be. Then you tell your kids not to fight, but you tell them to fight, hit whoever hit them, hit them back. You teach your kids that. If you if somebody hits you, hit them back. But then you can't do that nowadays. Every parent don't teach their child that. Some people say, go tell somebody. Well, even if you the do tell somebody, that? now you a snitch. So now you get beat up for that. Either way round, you can get beat up nowadays. <laughs> the world is just fucked. It's I told you I'm an alien. I don't belong here. 
Here you go. Okay, anyway. So, in one abandoned house, there was always this young Hispanic girl hanging out in the upstairs bathroom. I would go up there and she would talk to me and we'd play tag. You see that? That girl was not alive. We'd play tag and hide and go seek. Mm. And truth or dare. I'd always invite her home for dinner, but she said she couldn't leave because she had to wait for her mom to come home. I guess it made sense to me at the time. But when I think back, there was nothing in that house, not even silverware in the kitchen or the drawers. The carpets were all mis- mildewed, and it was seriously empty. I don't think she could have really been there. Her name was Sarah. I don't think she ever told me her last name. She always wore these cut-off tank top shorts. I really can't remember what, uh, I'm, but I'm fairly certain they were graphic tees, and always these past pastel orange spandex shorts she had a bobbed hair cut where the hair was shorter in the back than the front she was missing a couple teeth in the front of her mouth she was a little chubby especially in the stomach oh tom followed him everywhere see i was when i was little i wasn't immature like that i just uh, i just had a certain knowledge of things like Bitch, what is you doing in this house and the carpets is mildewed? Well, she don't... Right away, like, most kids are... See, that's that innocence. Of course, I remember being a child. My mom showed me the exorcist, so my innocence died pretty early. <laughs> so that could be another reason. That's crazy. Don't put me in That could be another reason, but whatever it was, I'm thankful. Because there's no way in hell I'd have continued to have a conversation with the girl in the upstairs bathroom. Because I'd have known right away she was a ghost. So, what you doing in this empty house? Ain't even a plate in the damn kitchen. Who live here? <laughs> so as soon as I could start speaking, I had an imaginary friend. I called him Tom. I would set places at the table for him, talk to him during long bus rides, ask his opinion about things, and basically treat him like an invisible brother, even though I had three other siblings. I don't remember any of this. My mom grew concerned that I wasn't developing socially, so she took me to a child psychiatrist. This I remember. They asked, <coughs> they asked me about Tom and why I saw him, if I saw anyone else in the same manner, and they asked me to sort out some stuff with puzzles. I stopped talking to Tom after that. Fast forward 10 years. After her divorce, my mom gets really into spirituality. I thought it was a load of, of bull until she played the recording of a particular psychic reading session with me. The psychic was new and really interested in me for some reason. She said she saw a young, dark-haired man watching over me. She asked if the name Tim meant anything. She asked if I was a Gemini. She asked if I had a large birthmark on my side. All this is correct. The psychic inferred that Tom, or Tim, and I were twins in a past life. The birthmark I carry is apparently how he died. To come watch over me in this life as a child. I could see him and interact with him, but I lost that gift as I was conditioned not to see him. See? See that? Conditioned. Conditioned. I'm skeptical of such claims, but hearing the psychic pinpoint such information made the hair rise on the back of my head. So I guess if you're there watching over me, thanks, twin bro. Oh. From a totally different life. Why would she see? That's why I said I never talked to her. And they made him feel strange. Like when you got, I know. I remember. I remember. I used to tell my therapist, "Smooth." Yeah, I see ghosts. 
<laughs> like, and I used to, like, I you, you got to say it in a manner that leads you not to be, to look crazy. Like, if you come in there erratic and you, you know, you're sweating, your eyes darting back and forth, you ain't seeing no ghosts, you're a lunatic. And anybody with good sense and good eyes can see it. Look at you, you're, you're nervous, you're, you're twitchy, what is you doing? Either what? you on speed or your mind is gone. Something. Mm-hmm. But if you come in there and you say it to like I, I matter of factly, like I stayed saying it last night. Like I remember I told Nick last night I was laying in my bed, and my doors was opening by themselves, but my grown house is haunted anyway. So that type of stuff always happened. And what he said? Nothing. <laughs> he didn't because I wish he would have attempted to discredit me or or make it seem like that was a hallucination. No, I saw the doors open. Is <laughs> what I saw. And the hallucination will be whether or not I got up and slapped you in the mouth. <laughs> Why are you lying? You know, don't don't accuse me. It would have went down. I'll get up and I'll leave. After you cussing you smooth out <laughs> in the worst of ways. I remember you walked out on the session. Don't, it don't. went downstairs in the lobby. It left me in that awkward situation. I don't like that. I'm not into that. You're not going to disrespect me. I'm not into that. Because you're an adult. You know everything all of a sudden. You're not no genius. You don't know every fucking thing. <laughs> like, I hate that. Like, I hated that as a kid. People try. Like, you know everything. You don't know everything. And neither do kids, but they swear they do. I knew a lot. And you were the one who swore he knew Exactly. Because wasn't nobody. I thought you knew everything. Wasn't nobody going to tell me what I already knew. Because I wasn't out here making dumb assumptions like your daughter. Telling me weird shit that I know don't sound right. I was out here saying stuff that sound right. What my daughter said. Just dumb stuff. A lot of dumb stuff. Whatever. Charlie was a little man who went everywhere. Mm. I had I had a friend when I was a little, when I was like four. He was Charlie. My parents always asked what he looked like, and I always said a little man. He went everywhere with me. Single child at the time. It was to the point that I would cry if my mom sat on Charlie while we were eating lunch. When we moved away, Charlie didn't come with us. My mom asked where he was and I told her that he was going to be a mannequin at Sears. Years later, we found out that a little person had committed suicide in our house before we moved in. So, see, that's what's be confusing. So, what's Sears? That, no, I thought you was going to say, you was going to walk in there went and to the Sears and was a little man. man. Yeah, that had nothing to do with it. Sears mannequin. I would have freaked out. But that would have freaked that me out. Me, the thing that gets to me is how in the previous stories we was just reading, they was calling, screaming, help me, help me. Yet he is clearly walking around that house. See, I think people fuck up when you kill yourself and you still go in the light. Like you getting somewhere good. Like on daylight? Like yeah, you got to have the good sense to, light, huh? to know <laughs> that I have killed myself. Keep that light where it's at. And I'll see the Lord when the sky crack in the final days. That's when you'll get me. Because mm. until then... I'm not about to sit in no purgatory or be tortured for however long it's going to take you to crack them skies, brother. <laughs> so I'll be here on earth watching life go by. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. I mean, it do sound lonely, but you telling me it ain't other ghosts around? But they probably be just as stupid as I don't know what. Could you imagine being a, a, a ghost, like an intelligent haunting inside of a house that's haunted, but it's ha- it's haunted by an, uh, just like one of them repeat hauntings? 
Like it just keep replaying the same stuff. So you do see the ghost, but they don't see, see you. Yeah, they can't interact with you because they stuck in a loop. They're miserable. They you, stuck you in a loop. You don't even know where you at. I know where I am. But you stuck in a loop. Stuck with you. Yeah, I would snap. I would snap. I would snap eventually. Just cut. You get it. That would make you get it. Yeah, we're dead. You get it. Stop playing around with me. We are dead. The two of us. You keep jumping off the same goddamn stairs every day and getting no better. Ain't doing nothing different. You're dead. You're dead. We're dead. We're the only two in here. We might as well be friends. And I can't be friends with you if you're going to be jumping off the stairs every day. <laughs> How are we supposed to build up a repertoire if every day... Front when the man was dead and he took the other man, they was walking... Remember, what was it? Ghost Whisperer? Yeah. Not like that episode. Do you remember that episode of The Haunting where that one ghost was holding all the other ghosts captive and that lady had that EVP yeah, of the you're ghost? Not doing that to me. She was steady talking to the lady, the EVP, and it was clear. And it was the actual recording. Can they really stop you from... Uh, I don't know that. That's what I be because saying. Because right I think I'll jump in the light. I, this ain't where I need to be. No, I, I think that's a, that's a joke. We go. both did. I don't see how... It's nothing more. You can't... Maybe. What you gonna do? Kill me more? No, because maybe one is real more powerful. I, but what you gonna do? Kill me more? Choke me out? I don't know. I'm dead. Can, like, you don't know what other spirits can do to other spirits. We don't know that. Yeah, he probably can zap you. Fry you up good. I do whatever you gotta do, brother. I'm dead, but I'd be damned if I'm gonna live like this and I'm already dead. I didn't broke done. free of all type of earthly like bounds. You can't threaten me with anything. I don't see how you let another ghost hold you back. If I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Otherwise, the people in this house gonna be uncomfortable. They gonna know <laughs> it's a ghost in here. They gonna get an exorcism done, and we'll all be fucked. You always saying that. Just back off, pal. You stay on your side of the corner. Like, I don't see me being one of them ghosts. Like, if I live in a house and it's, they got a child in there and it's a bad ghost, I'm not going to be that ghost that's standing in front of the child door doing battle with the evil ghost. That's y'all's responsibility as that child's parents. <laughs> I don't have time. I would do that. I might, gonna, I might warn you. I might like, warn you. Be like, no like, while you sleep, I go in your dream and I tell you, you got to watch it. Look to your children. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know how the ones be scratching them, baby. Like, I slip out in there. Yeah, not no infant. Like, oh, what Look, is you doing, I, sir? I just don't want to be haunted in nobody's house. I don't want to be bound to no to no to no house. Like I want to be able to go where I want to go. So anywho, this pissed me off. So when I was between three and six, I had three imaginary friends. Two were the usual little kid stuff. They were invisible and a friend and friendly, and I only heard them in my head. My mm. third friend, she was not invisible. I could see her. I called her bra and underpants girl. <laughs> she had on i could still see her in my mind clear as day she looked almost black and white like black lacy underwear contrast with pale skin and what i always thought was dirt around her frazzled blonde hair i can't and that's probably how it's not funny her. because that's probably how she died yeah they probably found her like that buried somewhere bra underwear she probably was right you don't know her story that's horrible she said i can't even wrap my head around how how? But why would she I come back to that child like that? Even been able to come up with a friend like that at three. Yeah. While my other two friends were nice, she wasn't. Mm. She wasn't mean, just really sad, constantly. Yep. If asked where she lived, and she'd say, "Those woods," point to the forest behind my house. I tell her she could stay in my house. And that how kids talk. I tell her she could stay in my house. I tell her she could. She said that twice. Okay. But she just said, I can't. It wasn't a big deal when I stopped seeing her either. 
That was it. That was it? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I wish I would have walked past my child door and hear them in the room telling somebody they can stay here open during the binary. Who you talking to? Brown panty girl. Well, you need to tell her she, uh, we can't have no company. <laughs> Ain't no company. So We don't got no room in here. I barely want you here. <laughs> That's a shame. That's you a- in here inviting another mouth. Mm. You got rent money on the first for brawling panty girls? Do she have rent money? Do she have food money to go in on? Do you got light bill money? She don't want none Water of that. bill, none of that? She don't want none of that. Well, then hit the bricks. Get her out of here now. In fact, tell her to go now <laughs> while I stay in here and watch you. Tell her to come the time for bed. <laughs> you got school in the morning. You in here talking to brawling panty girls. <laughs> She's inviting motherfuckers to stay in my house. I don't need, I don't need, I barely, brother. I'm trying to get you out the door, okay? (laughs) I'm trying to get you out the door. You invite the next man in. Mm -mm. She can come in when you go out. The skeleton dog scared off everyone. When I was a kid, young maybe five to eight, I had an imaginary friend that was a skeleton dog. It would race everywhere and always be by my side. It's a skeleton? When I reached my destination, the animals in the woods around me were afraid of it, of course. See that? That's a demon dog. Everything is not malicious. Let me tell you something. What is wrong with people, parents, that they allow their that they, that their kids don't, you know, already know on the inside when something is right or wrong? You didn't do that to your sister, so why would you? Mommy, you didn't dog? have to tell me that a skeleton dog was wrong. If I had seen a skeleton dog, I would not have played with it. That's not something that you had to tell me. Certain stuff just seemed to come to me natural. Like when the lady came around the bend and she just stood there. She was there, but I knew she wasn't no real woman. But you wasn't scared either. I wasn't scared of her, but I knew she wasn't living. Because you don't just walk from behind there. But you said you talked, you played, she, you just, she, she was, that, she, she was cool. Her, she was cool. But she was there. Well, that was because I would always get into like this zone. Where I was out there trying to start a fire with them two rocks. I remember, oh my God. And I would fall into it like like almost like a trance where I would just sit there. You snapped. I said, boy, stop. You was happy. Because I I knew I knew how to do it. You said, now I can do it. All you got to do is hit these two rocks. And I knew I knew how to do it. That to two sticks. And I would not not stop until I got that. You know, I almost set that back. That's why that hole is still there. Like when you, it, the grass grew over, but you know how when you in the when you in my backyard, if you keep walking down towards the end, you can almost stumble into that like ditch almost. Like How it's, did you do that? yeah, and that that for a while that had burnt. What she happened? had to come out there and put that fire out. What did she say to you? She, she wanted to know how I started that fire. She asked me what matches I was playing with. I had to tell her it was not no matches. That fire was started from scratch. You <laughs> okay. was and I remember the first time you showed me, and I don't know why I was intrigued. It had me doing it. And ain't doing it yet. Still ain't know how to do that. I don't understand how you was doing that from rocks. In our Making previous life, in our previous life, I was far better at starting a fire than you were. Yeah, I uh, wasn't like you. I knew I knew how to remember it. I was different from you in our previous life. I was told. Girl, you, you still need fire. <laughs> That's a basic necessity. Can't cook, can't eat, can't sleep, can't boil water without fire. I'd have to, you, you was doing it. That's the problem. That's why you do keep dependent. No, I don't. She lived yeah. there before. I had loads of imaginary friends when I was a kid, most of which were just what? Most of my oh of her dolls, of my dolls and my favorite characters from books and TVs. But I remember one with a completely unique personality from when I was about nine and living in Virginia. 
She was called Kristen or something similar. And as much as I can remember, she lived in the house before we moved in, mm. had long pigtails and was close to my age. I don't think much of it of this until really recently when my parents and I were talking about when we used to live in that house. My mom told me that she used to hear footsteps and a child's voice coming from the upstairs while I was at school. And my dad told me he once found an old photo of a little girl at the bottom of one of the closets while he was cleaning it. Unfortunately, he couldn't tell me if the girl had pigtails. Why couldn't he? I didn't remember. So he was a black ball of energy. When my sister and I were young, we both had imaginary friends. We could both sense hers. It was like a black ball of energy. My sister claimed her imaginary friend told her it's, it's, wait, what? Something. You better not say nothing crazy when this shit come back. Told her it's her name. We played with her outside, and my sister talked our mom into setting a place for her at the table a few times. Eventually, our parents were uncomfortable with how convinced we both were of this imaginary friend and forbid all mention of her. Some years later, we learned that there had been a small group of Native Americans living in that area who had been wiped out by a hundred wiped out about a hundred years before. The name of the group was that which my sister's imaginary friend had said was hers so long ago. Mm. That's deep. Some Native Native Americans told you. So, when I was a kid, I had several imaginary friends. My first one was an exact copy of myself who would follow me around. Oh, that's her doppelganger. That's a doppelganger. My second friend was actually a race of a race of thumb-sized mutant children with rainbow-colored hair and superpowers. They had to leave their home planet because at age 10, if they were weak, they were murdered. What's that? You know about that type of stuff. Type of planet. I system. don't know what kind of... That's somewhere where that child is from. So they went to <clears throat> Earth, and I started to, I started to raise them in secret. The two main ones that started this whole elaborate story now teach at a camp made for the survivors, and there is a constant war feuding now. What? See, this is one of the psychopaths <laughs> that we were just talking about. Now, to me and the listeners, we can tell that this person is what is known as a schizophrenic. No, they're not. Neither one of those things exist. Those that that don't exist. He said rainbow color. Okay. Hair. How you know what he didn't see? Is this this world, man? But they're not from this world. They're not from this world. He's saying they're from another planet. Yeah, and you don't tell me that stuff don't exist because you have told me that these people walk the earth. Yeah, they do, but so why is it they don't act like that? Because when a child says it, it's that's not a child. That's an adult. No, he said that's when he was a child. Yeah, but he said, but the way he's speaking now, as if the war is still going on, and (laughs) he still see these people. (laughs) He didn't grow out of it, which means nobody ever told him he should, which only allow his delusions to go further. And now he's now he's now he's a nut. You are debunking. I'm not. I'm saying like he you. does see it, but because he's unmedicated. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not there. I'm saying you need medicine to help it go away because some of the wires in your head got crisscrossed because your parents didn't tell you enough's enough. Most people, parents, when you playing with imaginary friends, you start to get too damn old for that nonsense. <laughs> they nip it in the bud. Cut it out. 
Because the rest of society will deem you unfit to live amongst society. Like I am now deeming this gentleman who's swearing that these multicolored rainbow people are still living and they're still going to it. Didn't he just say the, 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 the two that he raised? <laughs> Mind you, he said he raised them. They teach at a camp that nobody else can see but him and the rest of the multicolored rainbow people. He said, hold up. That's a fruitcake. He said, okay, the two main ones that started this whole elaborate story now teach at a camp made for the survivors. Now. <laughs> Meaning now in this moment. They're constant war feuding now. Now, again. Right now, there's a war going on between these people in their home How planet. How do you know it's not? My God. <laughs> Beam him up. Scotty, he is really gone. We here to talk about ghosts. This man talking about real phenomenon that he's dealing with right now because he unmedicated. And his schizophrenia is, is just eating him alive. It's just eating him alive. You got to watch people like that. That type of person, you moving to college, he be your roommate. You get the fuck out that room that night. You don't even unpack one bag. As soon as he say the first thing to you, you go right to your R.A., Let's fix it. We do something today. <laughs> that we move somewhere. The landlord say, "Well, we move here." And the landlord and the let was somebody knocking? Mm mm. I thought I heard something knocking. I'll anyway, be out the damn door that day. You can sit there. He said, "Yeah, well, the two people that used to live here, they um, they left, and they now work at a camp where um, it's a whole war going on." And I would say, who used to live here? And he get to telling me first they started off as two people. Can I have my first month and, <laughs> and last month deposit back, please? And if you refuse, I'm going to have to call the authorities <laughs> and tell them what you in here saying to me and why I want to go. Because it's not an unreasonable request. I know damn well that you knew when you said that shit out your mouth that, that, that most people, and if you didn't know, that just goes to show you right there that you also don't have any control over social, uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have no social skills. Because social skills would tell you that some shit you keep to yourself. Like, you know some of the stories that you tell, like, you can only tell somebody else that you know would know, that would understand. You you take that weird shit to, to somebody else who may have dealt with you dealt with. Like, a, like you know, one of them circles they have for people that didn't been uh, kidnapped by UFOs, been abducted. They have, like, groups for them type people. You know them recovery groups. They meet like addicts. They, well, that's how they meet. But you know that they have meetings and shit. That's 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 where you tell that story at, with those people. But you don't you don't come around other people, cause you're taking it too far. Like most people will. Most people can bang with you. You say you've seen a ghost. There might even some of them might even go as far with you to let you say you've seen a demon. But when you start saying tiny little people who have hair the color of rainbows and that they're not from this planet you, you start to lose most people because now you're taking it too damn far no, and we doom your said they work at a okay camp. now I know you're a fruitcake why do he gotta be... that's not normal that he's not seeing that I mean he is but once again it's because he's not on his medicine if he had his medicine, I guarantee you those people would disappear. They need to get him every bit of therapy. <laughs> every therapy offered, that motherfucker need to take it. Because any two times, no. No, he probably like 52 years old still talking about he's seeing these people. <laughs> and, and that's okay. That's all right. Most, 
Mm. It don't make no fucking sense. So, Becky says she hated her. I had an imaginary friend when I was five or six. Her name was Becky Reader. See that? A normal fucking... Uh, look at that. Move That's completely normal. Name. That's completely normal. Becky Reader. Not a, not Becky Reader didn't come to her with a unicorn a horn I on her forehead. Now, do Becky Reader exist? Dark is- circles under her eyes and, 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 and pink and purple tulip lips. She came to her as a normal person. <laughs> right? So, hold on. And she was maybe eight or nine. Had curly brown hair and was slightly pudgy. See that? All normal. her as a friend for about three years. She and I would hang out in the downstairs of my house in color, play with dolls, and sometimes play outside. She would never come upstairs, though, and I never found out why. She would just go away when I went upstairs. One night, she invited me to a party, and I was excited because she said I could meet her family. She had a mom and dad and grandparents, an older sister and an aunt. She told me that the party was by the water, like a 10-minute drive from my house, and that it would be fun. I told her I couldn't leave, and she said we could sneak out. I started out the door when my mom heard and came to investigate. She asked what I was doing, and I told her that I was going with Becky to a party to meet her family. My mom told me I couldn't go, and I threw a fit because I really wanted to go. My mom picked me up and went to take me to bed, but I couldn't stop crying, so she brought me into her room to sleep in her bed. A while later, I calmed down and was just laying there watching the ceiling when I heard the noise by the bedroom door. Becky was upstairs, and she was standing there. I waved at her and whispered, I'm sorry, Becky. No, and I whispered, I'm sorry. Becky said, I hate you, and walked out of the room. I never saw her again after that. I've tried Googling deaths in that area or asking around, but nobody knows anything. So it was interesting. I talked to my mom about it when I was older, and she said she was very alarmed because I was adamant to go to this party, even though it wasn't real. What you think would have happened? You was going to try to drown me so I could be with you. That's I don't what know I what believe. you got because you you giving that's me sinister. too much aggression. Yeah. And then you gonna turn around and say that's you the hate first her? thing you do. You, you resort see, to when I can't. We've been friends this long. That's three years. You've been friends. And the first time I can't do something you want to do that's off site. Did I say I hated you every time I turned around, bitch? I'm going upstairs and you ain't there. Like I could have turned around and said that I hate you. I'm tired you of every time I come upstairs you and ain't you ain't upstairs. You talking about I hate you, Becky. Go away. And you never stay. You never stay. I hate when I put the food down in front of you. You never, you never eat, eat it. it. Wasted. Then I gotta hear my mom. <coughs> I would have went in on her. Exactly. You talking about hate? Because I would have in my mind. I'm thinking that's a real friend. Yeah, I'm gonna give so it to I'm you. So I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, Let I me tell you what I hate. First off, I'd have told Becky right away. It wouldn't have been no going to ask my mom or sneaking out. Where the party at? <laughs> By the water? Oh, no. You know, water's dangerous, Becky. A lot of people drown. <laughs> you ever drowned? <laughs> like, when I was, I'm telling you, you can ask anybody who knew me as a kid, I was weird. <laughs> like, I would not do certain stuff. you saying it like I don't know you. Yeah, but, like, I mean, other kids, like <laughs> Henry and them, you could ask these people. I never played no dumb no, shit. No, you weren't a follower. Not no, I'm that. not doing nothing dumb that I don't feel like is safe. I like, remember, like, they used to was, swing too high on the swing and jump off. Try it, Walter. No. So I can break my ankle? That's what I wanted. <laughs> you tried it. Out of all my kids, it's like everybody else got a story about what my friend did. And yeah. I want to do with my friend. 
and or or always following what somebody else did. You to yourself was like beat. You just marched to the beat of your own. The hell y'all doing right. doing dumb shit like that? I'm not jumping off no swing after you just swung up. Maybe once I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I used to do that. No, I don't swing think I jumped jump off a off. swing like that until I was 15 years old. When I did that shit the first time. When I used to do it when I was a kid. It used to not be me. It used to be, that I don't was know, not fun soaring through the sky. Who the hell am I? I Lily Potter. I, and, 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 <laughs> when we find out that she knew Severus as a child. <laughs> No, tell us this. Why would you say that? Because that's real. I, I I can't cast the momentum charm. There's no way in hell I'm a soar through the skies at a slow tempo. No, when I jump off, I'm gonna come down with all the inertia of gravity. Huh? Hit that fucking ground. What goes up must come down. And y'all doing it, laughing and giggling like idiots. You know y'all look like retards. This is exactly why people don't want kids to have nothing. Because y'all y'all do dumb shit like this. You can't be trusted to vote. None of that because you're immature. That's the problem. Yo. And then storm off to the house. Leaving my friends baffled and staring. Because I have given them all the emotion of a parent. I'm not doing none of that dumb stuff with y'all. Come on, let's go around the corner. For what? Ain't nothing around that corner but older kids and trouble. I'm going in the house since y'all going around the corner. See you tomorrow. <laughs> they say, come on, you still coming outside to play? Y'all don't see the sun going down? Stop. No, come on, we allowed to stay out till the streetlights come on. Well, I'm going in before the streetlights come on. To see, you're, 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 you're late when you're on time. <laughs> you're on time when you're early. Huh? I go in the house early, that means I'm on time. I ain't had the street lights come on at any time, and y'all still be running around talking like y'all didn't see them. Mm-mm, hmm? I don't need the street lights to tell me when it's too late to be out. I want a um, situation tomorrow. Come on, get back to the next story. Can you buy it? I'm going to buy it. No, I'm not with all that. Next story, please. I want some People out here talking crazy. This man seeing purple fellas. They vanish when the dog arrives. Okay. I remember that I was always excited and would rush to get to bed, something that a kid never does. I would ask to go to bed early so I could see them. My bedroom was set out in a sort of U-shape. My bed was in the middle and everything was set around facing me. I didn't have a TV in my room and only had the basics. I had my room like that in a U-shape where the bed be smack dab in the middle and everything go around it. That's bad feng shui. I noticed a lot more more shit happened when I had my room set up like that. When I would move my bed... Closer to one to the wall, mm-hmm. not facing the door. You know how you can have it on this side and the door be right across from you. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad shit would happen then. When I put my bed all the way up facing this way and the door would be off to my side, my TV would be off near the door, and then I have all that space over there. Mm-hmm. Shit would stop. It would ease up. I ain't, I ain't with that. You got to situate your room in a way that you know you're gonna be comfortable. I turn and face the wall. That's all I'm gonna see, the wall. But I don't like doing that either, cause I feel like then you on my back. Yeah, I don't do. Lingering. I sleep any goddamn way I want now. I had to. I had to really. Um, As I got older, I learned I'd rather I really, see you um, coming than have you staring at my motherfucking back the entire night and I don't see you. No, I need to know what you're doing behind me. Yeah. What you doing? What's it doing, Minxie? I'd rather know. I got to see you. I don't give a fuck if you jump out the closet. I need to see you. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> I don't like being surprised. That's what make it worse, the surprise. You can hear a motherfucker breathing down your back, and you sitting down underneath the covers with a little-ass hole trying to get air, shaking and shivering. That's some nutty shit that I was doing as a child. I should have came from underneath them covers. Look, wait a minute. You ain't about to make me the fuck uncomfortable all night long. I'm, I wake up in the morning covered in a damp sweat, feel like I done pissed myself, and I know I didn't. Mm. 
That used to be bad. You know, when you sleep underneath them covers and you got that igloo shape, you wake up in the morning, your, your pajamas sticking to you because you full of sweat. Mm-hmm. No, I should have stopped that. I need air. Should have came from underneath them covers. Look, how are we going to rectify this situation? Because I ain't getting back underneath them covers. And I guess if you're going to stare at me, I'm going to stare at you. And so we're just going to be two people looking at each other till one of us fall asleep. And since you did, I'm assuming it's going to be me. But I'm going to look at you all night long till I can't no more. So, they probably have ran up to the edge of that bed. Oh, my God, I would have jumped out that back window killing myself. Well. And pelled myself on the gate that was right underneath that window. Because if they would have ran or flew, like, you know how they hover, they glide real fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have caught myself being bold. And they would have glided over to the edge of that bed. <laughs> Ganked my ankles. Oh, my God, I would have died. I would have moved out that house that day. You so, hear me? uh, hello. I remember laying in bed. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You done got me all worked up. It being pitch black with only some light coming in from my curtains when two kids would come out. Mm. I don't know where from. They seemed to step out of the darkness and would sit on my bed and talk to me about my day, calling me a silly billy. Mm. <laughs> my dog, Sophie, would often come rushing into my room to jump on the bed. I would calm her down, kissing and petting her, but upon looking up, the girls were always gone. I think my mom was being, I think my my room was being decorated with new wallpaper and I stayed in my parents' bed for a few nights. They put me to bed with some warm milk, cookies, and a Disney film on their TV. The two girls would come out from my room and sit on my parents' bed and watch the film with me. I remember grabbing some cookies in my glass of milk and offering it to them and one of them looking really happy. Shocked and the older girl shaking her head saying, we can't. They both had white night dresses on and their hair was in a bun. They never had any shoes on and they would come and see me almost every night up until I was seven. I honestly can't remember their names. This was over 20 years ago. They always seemed terrified when my dog would run into their rooms and vanish. My mom later found out that 15 years before, two young girls got attacked by a neighbor's dog in our yard and died. They said, get that fucking dog out of here, brother. Wow. And so you get that happy ass spot go like, but a dog killed both of them? Yeah, they probably was one of them, you know, because back in the day, them dogs used to get rabies and go crazy. And it just killed both of them. You ain't killing both my kids. Cujo style. That is crazy. So his name was Tim and he lived in the basement. Oh, another Tim. At four, my parents divorced. <clears throat> my dad, with not many resources, moved into the attic of this comically pink house. In the bad side of town. Step into the bad side. I think that's just sad. One day he hung a tire swing from a tree in the backyard. I had a lot of fun with that. I know. Tire swings used to be the... I, Didn't play on them neither. I did. Hell, I look um, like getting on the middle of that tire. What do I look like? Miss, um, uh, uh, a monkey at a zoo that you just... You, 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 you strapped up a tire and I wrapped did. it up... I don't even trust that rope to hang on to that no, tree. I can't remember. Do you ever remember going to Hocastle and Miss... What was her name? Oh, my goodness. Miss Matt. Yes. And how you... Mm, I should be slapped. Miss Matt and her mom. Her mom lived to be like 100 and something years old. She was so nice. But in her yard, because you know Miss Matt had the trailer. Yeah. But in her mom's yard that was like right across, like right next yeah, door. Yeah, adjacent. She had um the tire swing in there. And oh that my shit was God. there when I was a child. And that's why I said I used to look at that Did shit. Did you ever get on it? Never once. Why? It was not. And I, for I a, was not that guy. I was more of a porch swing. I trust that. It looks like. And that's the crazy because I ain't like porch swing. I, I loved it. I felt like, hi, this little piece. Because it was like, 
You ever seen how the porch swings is even hung up from yep. the ceiling? Part? It looks so thin and like, uh-uh. I used to sit on that, I but I like will them. not put my body on that motherfucking tire, tire and swing so back I and remember, forth. I remember I was doing that. A lot like, of like an eight. And I was up all in the air. Like, I love that one. And then I would see? turn and see? twist. And then it would be spit like I How sad that. it would have been for you if that motherfucking tree branch would have cracked, cracked you on top of your young head. And then when you finally fell, your legs got trapped beneath the tire and that ground and cracked your ankles in half. You know what is crazy? Um, People don't have the when forethought. When I was younger, you don't have the forethought. and I would go there and be on that swing, I loved that swing. Like, it was something that just gravitated me to Something about her lake got me, and, and know, I couldn't swim I for a like lake. Because you know what? And even by just the way that look, it looked like somebody died. Yup, and that's why I would always stand there on the edge like, and stare. Like, I would stare. just stand there and stare, yep, expecting and stare. to see something come up. I swore one day I was or a crossing. Uh, um, mine was a mine was a mine was a man. He was a man across. He he across. Yeah, the lake. you could see across the lake. Yep, he was a like, man across like, the lake. I always felt like it was a listeners. man across there. Like, let me explain this lake. First of all, it was a it was a big piece of land, and, and you could tell it was man made. And it had. It was a real big piece of land because mm-hmm. it had her trailer, and her trailer wasn't one of the little ones. It was big. No, it was big. And then her mom next door to her, because she moved her trailer on the land to help take her mom, so she had been there for a while. But her mom's house was huge, and it was all on that land. And then both of their, like, the backyard area of where it would be because it was just land. It wasn't, you, you can't say it was a house. It was just land. Yeah. Cause that one house, it didn't have no gates, no fences. It didn't look like a regular neighborhood. It, it was, was just like land. You could tell it was basically a rural it area, like a rural and country she owned land. a lot of land. Yeah, and in the back of their houses was like this lake, and it was man-made. And it was deep. It was like you, you, and then she had an apple tree yep. right by the lake. So I would pull the apples off and throw them in the lake. Like you, when you get up to it, them apples. As when I was older, them apples was always rotten. Mine wasn't. They I was would never them fresh. They were sour. I don't know. All I know is when you walked up, like to that, to the um, base of where the grass was, right before either you can jump in or just slide the fucking, because it looked creepy. It looked like if you standing too close, you can somebody will push but you. But the in water back. was too. But the water was, was black, black, and I'm, I've never seen black. That's why I always was intrigued with that water, like. What? That is not even a lake, like. And it was so black, like it almost looked like ink. oil. Like yeah. dark gasoline yeah. oil, it never looked like it, was, it had a film over top of it. Yes, I I can never understand what what was this before? Like, cause what it is now is it looked like one of them creepy on the bay things it like somebody where people show you, and at night you looking out your win, your window and you just see and you like ain't telling somebody me Matt ain't never seen nothing. No, she seen something at that whole place. Cause that that cause Matt back window was right near her bed. You can't tell me that. Yo, that screen honestly. Her um her trailer creeped me out. Yeah, it was something I don't know what it was. Her I, back screen, you know how? Cause you know how her trailer was big. It was weird because you know it also had that back den. To me, actually, what made me afraid of it is it just didn't look safe. Nope. It looked like somebody could it ride down that road. Green mall. It like her mom house. Now that could be safe. Like, yeah, because that's a house. Because and then it seemed like as soon as you leave her house, you go up a little ways, and that's the outpour of like where the the intersection and all that begin. She have a chance, but that one, it just looked like you could just go in the back of there and pull the back door Cut open, and that's open, just it. And you in. Yes, that's just it. And I never felt like it was safe there. But when I went into her mom's house at one time, when I was younger, I remember my grandpa was um, visiting, and 
I just remember running all through her house. Mm. I don't know, because she was so nice. Like, she just went so nice. I swear she was the nicest lady. And as kids also Miss Knotts. That was her name, Miss Knotts. And she let us just run around, run around and play. No, it was, everything was so old. Because you know she lived to be 100 and something. So her house had a whole bunch of old artifacts. And me, I was the type of child, I was an intrigued little girl. Like, I didn't wasn't always in people's stuff, but I liked old things. Yeah, I like people trying And I like to, like, explore. Touch people's stuff. I love it. Especially Going in people's belongings. When it was, like, old-looking. Like, it couldn't just look like... But you know what's stuff. crazy? And I used to be... A, I used to have really bad sticky fingers. I never took a goddamn thing from Miss Madhouse. Because I never wanted it. And she had plenty of knickknacks that I would have liked to take. You oh you was better than me you that's I'm telling you I believe a lot of stuff some a lot of stuff came from a lot of that them hauntings that came from that house came from stuff mom would get at yard sales yeah because you know a lot things of her you take yeah them stuff. was stuff that like belonged to other people but they were like I used to love and they were them. old ones and you couldn't it was like like you that were dog and the lion them was something she got at a yard sale. Do you remember it was a um deer and it had diamond eyes? Yup. I stayed. Playing you know what with else? That. You know what I think was haunted though. What? You remember those those metal things? It, it used to be like three of them. They but they was like they had like images on them. They was made of uh the same material of of metal like. Like how you do booties, how people get, how they do their kids' booties. They dip them in whatever the hell that shit is, and they harden up. Mm-hmm. Remember, she had three of them. They was big. They were circular. And they had images imprinted on them. They was brown. I, I she had I one left when we was at the house. Hold up. They was, they was big. big. Yeah. They was golden. Yeah. And, we, and, and, and one looked like a family, and then one looked yeah. like... Some lions and tigers are all, but they were like this. Yeah, I think they and was she, on it. I always felt it. I always felt it. They always creeped me out. Throw them in the backyard like frisbees. I was very. That funny. woman wished the hell she would have caught me throwing them like frisbees in her backyard. Mm-mm. Let me tell you, I used to think they protected me because I swear, every time I would take them, right? I would take them because you know she'd keep her knickknacks on the Venetian. I mean, what is that thing on the break front? Yeah. So she would um tell you, don't touch her knickknacks. But for some reason, the specific knickknacks, the bear, it was these. It was like a whole family because they were brown. Yeah. And it was one bear. It was like a. a I know that bear. The bear that just stand on his two hind yuck. legs. It was the bear, the <clears throat> deer, the lion. I broke the deer. The tiger, and I believe the elephant. For some reason, I will always sit them like right in front of my bed, and. Every time I did that, I never had nothing scary That's happen. Belief. And as soon as she took them out, and was your totem to the point that I started taking them and putting them under the dresser. And you know how the dresser that that's always been there mm-hmm. back in the day, where you could stuff stuff under there. That was my hiding spot. She would find them in there and take them out. Like I, like anything that I she felt like protecting me. Like another weirdo. thing that was crazy. My my Cabbage Patch Kid, and this was back when Cabbage Patch Kids hit the scene. My Cabbage Patch Kid, Danny Parker. I Here remember. that damn name again. I will always remember that Cabbage Patch Kid because he, like, it was something different about him versus all the other Cabbage Patch Kids I had. He was the only boy, and I had a whole bunch of girls. But, like, when I would get scared, I would take him, and I would sit him on my pillow. Like, he'd be facing the door, not me. And I wouldn't, and if I turned and he was right there, I wouldn't see him. But if he's on the floor, 
I would see him. Like, I knew they was doing that. So I started. They would, to, th- they would knock him off the bed. Just to have me turn. Like so you have to bend would, down and get him. They was like it would be it would be so many different Ooh. ways that they would do to get me to stare at the door. Like one time, I remember I was laying in bed and the light flicked on. So I'm thinking that maybe my mom and dad was going to the bathroom. That was my chance to go to the bathroom. So when I turned around, I seen the light. I said, "Oh!" So I'm going to get up. Then I noticed that the door just opens, and next thing you know, they just stared in there. Through the cracks, I could see him. I lay right, my, right back down, turn my head. Like, and the crazy part, these things never said anything to me. These people, these two people, it's either one person or two. They would come like that. One day she'd come, one day he'd come, or one day they'd both come. And they weren't malicious. I can't say for that they've ever scared the daylights out of me. It was just that I was one of them kids who was open. I knew that it wasn't supposed to be there. Right. You're not about to tell me, you know, I, no, they're not my imaginary friend. Right. They are not human. Like that's what right. scared me. I remember the most. having that because conversation once you with leave, Mom. Once that innocent leaves you, and then because hey, you know how morbid I was. That left me a long time ago. Yeah. Being forced to go to funerals and yeah. having things you like that. You know right from wrong. I know what a cadaver looked like because I've been look. I've been going to funerals since I was. Okay, three. I know when I'm look when I'm looking at a fucking stiff. I remember I used to have to tell Mom that that used to that we used to get into big arguments over that telling me out her mouth. Like, don't do you that. just dreaming. I'm not dreaming. I'm up. Like, I hated that in there. Like, and I, I could never that. explain to her I how I knew I was up. Because when I was little, that's when I started having lucid dreams. Well, I knew I So was I up. would know I was up. I knew I was up. And they were always like, like, but they, but they, I can't say to this day that they actually gave me like, oh my God, like I'm so scared of sleeping there. They just it staring was just at It was just there. They were just there. And I never could... They weren't talking and I wasn't talking, so... That was uncomfortable. And then the fact that they came pure white. So then it was giving me the illusion that maybe they are angels or maybe... Because they weren't scary, <clears throat> but then I, why didn't I feel But Talia says she's seen her. Talia says specifically that it was the same lady that's standing in the door that was all white. She said she but had even on if, the exact same outfit me? as her. Like that. But she was in color and she could see her. She could finally see what she really looked like. She, she really, said she was black. She said she was dressed see, like Silly from the color purple. Yup, she was dressed like Silly from the color And she was hanging. Purple. And it was all these white men standing around her. And I believe that because, again, I'm going to tell you that that house that sits up there, that was the master's house. Back when old Newcastle and all of that shit was, you know, a slavery port. You know what's crazy? When I got older, when I went back to that room, like when, we, when I got older and I would go to stay at my mom, uh-huh. I would purposely... Leave the door open. Just so you can see. Because I, I need answers I, to this day. Because that has frightened me to the point of not knowing what it is. Not that it scared me. I just want to know what was that so many years ago. Like, And I never saw them. Like, they would just stand there. They would just come there. Like, it was, like, and it was like two porcelain white dolls just standing there. Like, I'm just figuring out. I'm trying to figure out what do y'all want. They're not saying nothing. They just staring. But they, I can't honestly say they were staring at me. They were just staring into the room. Period. And thinking back on it, moms, that horseshoe crap never worked. So for her to sit here and have it all there, because I remember when, remember when my bed, my little bed used to be next to her bed? I used to still see them people that was in the back room. They would come into her room. They would come into her room and I would close my eyes and I would be able to see them. They would come from that back room because they would walk. I, I, I tell you, at nighttime when it would come for me, when they would come for me, Every one of my senses would be open times 100. 
Like, so even my hearing, I would be able to hear the whole house. Mm. And I would hear them come from down the hall. Mm. I would hear them walk down the yes, hall. Yes, because you can hear that anywhere in my mom's house. It's creaky. It creaks. Mm-hmm. And I would see them walk right in. You... They don't open the door. They walk. They look like they walked right in. It would be numerous ones. It was the tall man who I believe now was Lily's husband, giving me all the creeps and shivers. <laughs> um, the lady that I believe is Mama Mom. They would just walk in. Yep. I believe it's a portal in that room. I believe it's a portal in the middle room. I know. No, and it's in the I, back room. I know it's in the back room because, because um, I don't know who it was. If it was either Ivan or my pop pop. Who said one day that he said, um, no, my pop-up had told me that his wife had came through the front, like through the room door. Yeah. But he said one day, he said the closet door opened and he said two people stepped out and they just walked around and then they just stood there looking like they didn't, were confused. So he said that it's probably a portal and they are confused. They don't know they did. They walking into the wrong light, walking into the wrong dimension. Uh-huh. So the reason why they old looking is because to them the house still looks the way it looked to them. Mm. So to us, for because so, I just want to know why specifically did the two white people come to that room only? <coughs> I've only ever seen them in that room. That's the room to live in. So they only. They, so you telling? I thought she seen them outside. She seen them out back. She didn't see them. Out back, she only saw her hanging from that tree with so them white men surrounding her. She used to that. see them in the middle room. That was where Talia originally used to see them. She said she only seen them maybe two times out of her whole life. One time she was scared and she just stared at them, and they faded away. So they fade away. I yeah. never gave them a chance to fade away because I would always turn. Like when she first told me that story, at first I was like, "Yeah, right." But then when she started to really explain, because I had never really went into detail of what they was really dressed like uh-huh. until I actually heard her say she looked like the girl from Color Purple. Yep. She got on these boots, and I, when she started to say that, my heart like every. I know the feeling when people say that they're um the bones, they're the 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 uh but the blood curdling feeling yeah. you get. That is so true because when she said that, it felt like every hair on the back of my on my neck, my arms, everything stood up because it was like, wow, finally <coughs> confirmation, finally confirmation that I really wasn't losing my damn mind. You, and you, Talia, I tell you, I love Talia's gift, her ability to turn it off and on. Yeah, and I don't like the fact that she don't acknowledge it. Yeah, she will not, and that's a, it helps her along the way because it, she, I, I think that she knows she got it, but she know that she, she, she's she in control of it. She can't. She wouldn't be able to deal with it. Yeah, so she, she know how far to mind. take it because. Any two times she said she saw them people in white and she was so sleepy, she said she looked right at them and turned over. She said she knew it was them. She said, I looked right at them and I knew they was, I knew it was them. I looked right at them. I wasn't that sleepy. And I turned right over and I closed my eyes and went right to sleep. And for as many things as happened, I don't know why you never seen them. I never seen them. Like, gosh, Because I think I would have said it. I, I don't, I'm telling you, at that age, I couldn't see stuff like that. I had to close my eyes. So they wouldn't have been that color to me. They wouldn't have come white to me. I would have seen them in faded black or white, like a black and white movie. Because whenever I would close my eyes, it was like I could see from the back of my eyelids. Mm. Like the, like my, I would close my eyes, but it was like my eyes would open. Right when I closed them, my eyes would open. I don't want to... And I would be able to see past that. 
Man, I tried. Even when we was there. I, oh, you ever noticed that when now when we was there? I don't really sleep with that door shut. Uh -huh. I, let me tell you, I've conditioned myself to sleep any way I want, to um, sleep any type of position I want, and I used to couldn't do that. So when we went back there to live, I was always facing the door, facing because I I always wanted to have that experience again. Because this <coughs> time, I believe this me yeah would have asked would say it. Who are you? you what need? do you need? Like to let me know. Not this Walter. This Walter still ain't talking to no ghosts. I can't help you unless you got the monies. Ain't shit in this world free. Not even a visitation. <laughs> Not playing around. I can't make no deliveries. I can't take no. Can't drop nothing off. Can't do nothing. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, this has been another. Episode, episode of True Ghost Stories by Real People. I'm Walter and I'm Tiki. Love you guys. Peace.